Dr. Kevin Most Time. And Dr. Most is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine Relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Hello, buddy. Hey there. How are you doing? It's early, Doc. You know, we're already into the second hour of the show. Um, I'm Oof. less bitter than I expected to be. Um, yeah. But then again, you know, I'm kind of punchy. So uh, this is the first time we've done the five to nine in many years. Uh, and the uh, text question is uh, first, 773. First, the first time I listened to Steve Cochran, I was in tears from laughing so hard. Well, that's wow. interesting because Jisuke was in tears when she left the show the other day. And I think it was because she's going to miss us. No, I think it's because she's still asleep. Oh, that's probably it. Seven Did you call her to make sure to She yeah, Well, she's still on vacation in North Carolina. Okay. So her first day doing the Wintrust Noon Business Lunch is uh, next Monday, actually. Because, ah, you know, I mean, it's a full hour. you got to have some rest before you can take that on. <laughs> uh, 708, my first job was at the Brookfield Zoo cleaning animal waste. <laughs> well, <laughs> can always look back. Hey, by the way, what, what was you and I, I think, had the same first job, right? Caddy? Caddy, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. My first and best. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> How was Thanksgiving? It was great. You know, it's 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 such a great holiday. You, yep. you get the family together, and it's just a bunch of smiles and laughs. And we uh, we had a really nice uh, nice meal and a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. It was great. The whole weekend was great, actually. Spent a lot of time with the brothers and nephews, and it was fun. Uh, were you concerned at all about my traveling? You know, I was in uh, upstate New York, and the wind and the snow and the ice, and then last night the zoo at O'Hare. Were you worried about me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot I was out of town, huh? Was that yeah. it? Yeah, that's you did. Probably, yeah. You did get a lot of snow up there, uh, up in New York, didn't you? Were you up in like Albany or? I was in Ithaca, which is in central, yeah. southern, southern central New York. Yeah. There's a beautiful there's a thing called the Finger Lakes there, and there's a beautiful lake called Cayuga Lake. And um, the weather was so bad, the the best route to the airport because I flew in and out of Rochester was to go up the edge. Of Cuga Lake, which is a lake that's, I don't know, 50 or 60 miles long. So you're literally driving on an ice rink. It's snowing and sleeting and freezing rain. I got the lake to the right, which I could slide into at any moment. And uh, on the left, I have cars approaching me. So it wasn't stressful at all, Doc. It was fun. Wow. My blood pressure is about 240. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll be down sometime next week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We'll come back and hit some of the uh, medical news that's out there, uh, but uh, no incidents because Dave, uh, Dave's daughter had a plate full of brownies uh, at Thanksgiving. Uh, da- daughter's dog, I should say, had a plate full of brownies at Thanksgiving. And uh, other than that, uh, the staff appears to be almost completely clean for Thanksgiving. No fights, no Trump talk. Everybody seemed to get along. Yeah, I heard that. And, and it was a puppy, right, Dave? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, chocolate and dogs <clears throat> is not a good combo. So uh, glad he got that uh, dog to the vet and everything came out nice. So it's uh, it's, it's kind of sad the way that dogs kind of help themselves to our food. I mean, one of our dogs ate like three fillets one summer and just, you know, and we just looked at her and she knew she had done it. You know, she just kind of had her head down like, sure. yep, I ate them, but they were good. It's the same way when I was at your house once for dinner. I just right. stood in the corner with my head down. <laughs> Uh, viral medical news when we come back with Dr. Kevin Most. Dr. Kevin Most is uh, with us. All right, Doc, so when a news story or a video blows up, what does it do? It goes viral, right? Yeah, yep. Okay, so uh, what is going on virally when it comes to medical news? And by virally, I don't mean viruses. I mean Internet. 
Yeah, it's interesting. We talk about it that way, right? <clears throat> Things go viral. Why do we say that? Well, it spreads very easily. It spreads widely, and there's really no way to stop it, which is exactly what we see with viruses right now. And and unfortunately, we, you know, the two we'll just touch on briefly are two that are big concerns across this country right now. One being influenza, and then the other one being measles, and two that I think uh, everyone needs to know about what they can do about it, and. Uh, and what's what's new in the news as of the last couple of weeks, actually? So, is there viral news about viruses? Yeah. So, so there's viral news. You know, last year Zofluza came out. That was that one-time dose medicine for uh, for influenza. You know, the big news was well, it's a one-time dose. You know, compared to the the Tamiflu's or the Relenzas, which you had to take for five days. But the bad thing was, well, it was 150 bucks for one thing. But a study came out last week that showed a couple cases in Japan where actually the medication was given to an individual, initially started to get better, then got worse. So what happened in that short period of time in the person's body, they had a mutation that allowed the virus to replicate again. And the bad thing was that this was then able to be transmitted to another individual. So now that resistance is now being able to be pushed forward. So we don't like to see resistance, and we certainly don't like to see resistance that can happen that quickly. So when you see resistance in in both viruses as well as bacteria, what form does it take? Yeah, usually what we see in resistance is in bacteria more than viruses. And what happens is uh, you have a virus, your doctor gives you antibiotics, not, you know, by mistake or at least he wants to try to think that it might be bacterial when, in fact, it was a virus. So you take the antibiotic for a couple of days, then you start to get better and you stop taking it. Well, what happens is we have bacteria in our body now that actually will grow resistant to a, to a drug. They haven't been exposed. I'll make it really simple. Let's say if I gave you an antibiotic for a sinus infection and it would kill 100% of the bacteria. But after four days or five days, you start to feel better and you stop. Well, 30% of those bacteria are still there. And now that you've stopped the antibiotic, they can multiply and multiply and multiply. So we've selected out the strongest. That's what usually happens in bacterial infections. In viral infections, they can mutate so much faster than bacteria. That's why we have a different influenza virus and influenza vaccine every year because of the speed that viruses can mutate. So uh, everybody wants an antibiotic for one thing or another, and everybody wants a drug that'll fix everything. You know, we're making some headway with flu. You've talked about some of the blockbusters that have come along. What's on the horizon? You know, really, if this is, you know, uh, Zofluza, which came out last year, was the first drug that's come out in, you know, almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it came out to a point where Tamiflu was already generic. So we're not really seeing a lot there. And the reason is that, the impact for drug companies isn't that big. There's a lot more work going on for diabetes and hypertensive drugs because, you know, once you have that customer, patient, you may have them for years versus the guy that's going to get influenza and buy Sofluzo once for $150. So we need to focus more on infectious diseases right now because we've kind of neglected them for a while. Probably one of the big things with the flu right now, though, Steve, is that, you know, we talked about the push for getting influenza virus vaccine early, and seniors took heed to this and really went out and, and did get it. The bad thing is we have a little bit of a shortage now of the senior vaccine, the high-dose vaccine, because of the demand. It will catch up, 
But with what happened last week, we would say to seniors, if you haven't gotten the vaccination yet, get it, even if it's just the normal one. All right. So we're talking about something different, though, right? It's a shortage. It's not a delay. Correct. It's it's a shortage. It's well, it's a delay, right? Remember, but it's we a delay talked about, because there's a shortage. Correct. We talked about no. It's it's a delay because the manufacturing hasn't caught up. If you remember, we talked to where normally the manufacturing oh, was started okay, in okay, February. Okay. Now it didn't start until March. Got it. And the reason we say that we're concerned right now, influenza has hit the south and the southeast. So across Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, there is influenza activity right now. Well, think about this weekend, Hartsfield Airport in, in Atlanta. Influenza has already hit Georgia. How many millions of people flew through that airport that day now to other parts of the country? So we might see a spread of influenza fairly quickly here in the next couple of weeks. What about measles? Yeah, measles is a little bit concerning, too. You know, we've seen an increase in measles. And we continue to see this increase. You know, when we had that outbreak in Disney a few years ago, it's like, oh, my gosh, we haven't seen measles. We'll look at this year now. We're at a record pace right now, 1,300 cases in November. So that's part of the news, and we know that it's worldwide. The biggest part of the news that came out last week was we used to assume that a baby, a newborn baby, would have protection from measles for the first year just because of blood transfusion between the mother. So the mother would have protection. She would extend that protection to the to the newborn baby. Is that not true? It's not true. And unfortunately, it's kind of a scary thing. So a study was done. They took 200 kids, 200 newborns, and tested them. Some of their immunity was gone within a month. All 200 of their immunity was gone within six months. So at the best case scenario, we're looking at newborns having an extended period of time where they don't have protection that we thought they had from their maternal, their mother's antibodies, where they don't have protection. Couple that with the increased cases that we're seeing, and that's a big concern for pediatricians right now. Does breastfeeding help at all? Breastfeeding really does help, Mary. Breastfeeding actually gives a lot of um, uh, antibodies and gives a lot of uh, immunoprotective measures. But unfortunately for measles, it just tapered really quickly. How about uh, a couple of general questions here, if you got a second? Yeah. Shingles vaccine, what age? Uh, 50. Uh, Some people will say 60, and I would say if you've ever had shingles or known anybody that has had it, and get the new vaccine, the two doses, um, but it's it's superior to the old vaccine. Some people that actually had the old vaccine are going to go ahead and get the new vaccine. Um, uh, Dave had it. He'll tell you how terrible that illness is and how painful it can be. Uh, It is one I would strongly recommend people get. 50 and older. Yep, you know that's that's what I'm going to say. Now, some people say he's wrong. Some people say it's sixty, but I'm going to I'm sticking with fifty just because our immune system starts to taper as we age. And um, Dave, you probably had it when you were in your fifties, so it it was uncomfortable. I think. Yeah, actually, younger. <laughs> I got it younger. I don't know why I was the lucky one, but oh, congratulations! But yeah, yeah, I won. Well, we the have to me- yeah, we have to remember uh, shingles. The, the virus is chickenpox, and we've all been exposed to chickenpox. So the vac- the virus is actually living in our body right now. It's just waiting for an opportune time to pop out. Whether you're under stress, where you're immunocompromised, um, but it's there. It can hit any one of us at any time. And the fact that I've had it before doesn't prevent me from getting it again no right? it doesn't yep doesn't that's the unfortunate fair. thing yeah. so so can i get the shingles shot at the same time i get the flu shot yeah you can yep 
and then you're going to have to get the booster for the for the uh, for the shingle shot, you know, months later. But you can definitely get those first two together. And actually, I have a medical question, Doc. Um, as you know, I have this blood clotting situation, which yeah. means I'm on Coumadin every day. Um, um, and I think I get frequent flyer points for that. Um, but I got a medical procedure later this week, so I have to do something called bridging with Lovenox, um, which I believe is the title of one of my albums. Yeah. So Lovenox is an injectable, but Correct. Uh, uh, in giving myself the injections, I, that suckers are painful. <laughs> so I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Uh, and I'm wondering if there's a tip you could supply. Now, I know this is the weird part. You got to find, Dave, if you're giving yourself injections, you got to find a little extra uh, tummy, a little fat around the waist. Now, that's almost impossible with me. Um, but uh, when you do find it, what happens, Doc? Yeah, the, the biggest thing with anybody who needs to give themselves injections, if you look at people that give themselves insulin injections, the key is the size of the needle. Mm-hmm. You want that needle to be as small as possible. The larger the needle, obviously, the larger chance that it's going to hit nerves. This one's about a foot long. Is that a problem? Yeah, it's a problem. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But really, it is going to be that smaller, the smallest bore needle that you can possibly get to use is going to be the one that's the least uh, that shows you the least discomfort. So pain is expected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, okay. if we didn't have pain on our, if we didn't have nerve sensors on our skin, we'd be burning ourselves all the time. We'd be doing damage to our skin. We'd be, you know, injuring ourselves more. So although people don't like to hurt their hands or their fingers or their legs or whatever, it's actually a protective measure to tell us, hey, you just injured yourself. Watch out. Get back. Change. Okay. All right. So uh, what you're saying is, uh, and this really is a summation of so many things on this show, stop whining. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, it usually is just one person whining, too. I've just noticed this trend. Yeah, well, the guy's got the name on the show. That's right. Uh, Dr. Kevin Most, Northwestern Medicine, is uh, the Northwestern Medicine newsroom is where we're going to go next. And uh, as always, Northwestern Medicine brings you good Dr. Kevin Most, and we thank you as always. You got it. We'll talk to you guys soon. There you go.